this is Masajari. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Today's podcast is called Strengthening Through Heartbreak. Sometimes it gets difficult for individuals and then we get stuck, you know, in that rut. And we're going to be talking about, say, one of the, some of the best ways to get out of that rut and actually strengthen ourselves so we don't create the same mistakes again and then also uh, attract that relationship, that long-term relationship that we're looking for. With me is uh, Crystal. Crystal, how are you today? Hi, Moss. I'm great. I'm looking forward to this strengthening from heartbreak. Yes. You know, heartbreak is super hard and you got to get something positive from it. <laughs> well, That's strength, yes. right? There's a reason for it. Uh, there's, there's, you know, there's always a reason for anything negative, say that happens to us. Uh, mm-hmm. What we learn from it or what we take away from it is really, uh, really up to us. And then, you know, when I say that, some of us go, okay, we just got to suck it up and move forward. It's, it's really not about that. It's actually changing you at an internal level, at a deeper level. So you can actually, uh, say, create that sense of strength or learn from it. Because even, uh, even getting stuck, say, in those ruts, what we call heartbreak in this case, uh, is actually a pattern uh, that might be, say, running inside of you. That's interesting. There's a pattern of heartbreak. You mean you go through a relationship and then you hit that heartbreak stage and you kind of do the same thing that you did before. You just get stuck. Uh, of course, uh, just, just for example, some people go through relationships they learn from it, they move on, right? Uh, that's a pattern that they have. Uh, some individuals, uh, gets, um, get broken apart from, uh, you know, uh, uh, a relationship that didn't pan out, you know, in most of those individuals, if you really look at say the relationship that doesn't pan out, you know, usually there's other experiments, uh, or experiences that they've had in their life where other things uh, in other arenas of their life don't pan out either. So it's really a major frequency. Uh, so once you get, say, rid of this one frequency, especially heartbreak, you'll see the other areas of your life transform as well. And that's what EI, um, exponential intelligence definition of, say, how to strengthening uh, through heartbreak. Wow. Yeah, I never really thought of heartbreak as a rut before, but you're so right. It just it makes sense. It is. I just turn everything into a program. That's all. <laughs> uh, well, no emotions involved. It's just programs. No, it is. just kidding. But, and when we uh, talk about heartbreak, we mean, you know, heartbreak through a divorce, through maybe break, breaking up a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, maybe just pure rejection. You could be in love with rejection. someone and mm-hmm. they just reject you when you even ask them out. They just keep saying no. I mean, no. that's a form of heartbreak too. Yes. So we can, we can go through all the different categories if you want. We can go yes. through them, you know, uh, item by item or as a group. Um, but all of them as a group, um, uh, again, there is, say, a general frequency that runs underneath all those, uh, uh, those, those patterns for us. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and by the way, I uh, just want to reiterate, I don't know if uh, I, we get so many people that are new and they just jump into a podcast as we're speaking, whether it's Crystal or me, I'm always working on you. So just kick back, relax, enjoy the podcast. Um, and you might actually feel uh, a little different uh, either now or you know by the time this podcast is done. So let's just jump right in. Yeah, I always feel tingly when I talk to uh, you. Like I feel <laughs> I, like tingly, like I feel... Mm-hmm. Like, I feel giddy. I'm always excited to talk to you, but I feel tingly in my head. 
It's I, I yes. don't feel that way when I talk to, well, I don't feel that way when I talk to other, most people, right? but I, I do feel tingly in my head sometimes in certain circumstances. Yeah. I don't know when I, when when I feel like learning. I know something or. Yeah. I when, know, I just, well, actually something well, just from tapping into you on, uh, from what I'm seeing is, uh, you get tingly when your knowledge base starts to expand mm. really, or new knowledge starts coming in. Uh, so you become aware. So basically you're just, your head just keeps expanding and expanding and that's why you feel tingly. So I'm curious now, if other people feel that way too when they listen to you. Uh, there's different ways. You know, it depends on who or what say, or how say, the rule sets that, that I've created on how new knowledge comes into you. So uh, for you, it's more of a head-based knowledge and then you filter it into your heart. Oh, thank okay. you. And then do, at the end of this uh, podcast, we're going to be, you're going to be giving us moss work, which is yes. your form of homework. And then we'll also be ending with a nice 10 minute short meta healing, which is mm -hmm. a meditation and healing in one. What do we have to look forward to with those two items? Uh, the meta healing really good uh, is one helping you break through the frequencies of say heart, heartbreak, uh, or, you know, being dejected, rejected and all that as well. Um, and then obviously guys, as a, as a, as a reminder, we have like full length versions on the website that you can look at as well. Um, and then the, 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 the moss work, it might be a little painful and we can talk about it later, but really getting into say the emotions, those hurtful emotions that run inside us okay? and then, uh, pulling them out. Uh, and we, we can talk about the details. Uh, towards the end. Um, and then when we talk about heartbreak and the mm -hmm. different, is there different levels or different categories? I know we kind of went over that a little bit in regards to asking someone out to actual divorce. What Can right. you explain that to us a little bit more? Sure. Asking somebody out, uh, it is a different, say, pattern of getting dejected because you, um, some individuals, uh, actually get dejected or rejected even before, say, a relationship starts, you know. Uh, and that's why uh, some of those, uh, some women, you know, they're always, what's that saying? God, I keep forgetting my sayings. Always the bridesmaid, never a bride, mm, right? Mm -hmm. That kind of rejection, uh, that's that's considered a rejection or some type of rejection or, or that familiar rejection of, you know, asking somebody out and getting rejected. Um, and, you know, there's some beautiful women that are, super intelligent, you know, perfect bodies, uh, beautiful face, uh, again, um, the marriable type. And then why don't they get married? Again, there's a pattern in their system that runs that says, you know, they get rejected. So, and they come into or stay into that friend zone with individuals or guys. So they never move in. So that's a part of the rejection that we can uh, kind of release or remove as well. Uh, I'm just sensing a lot of that, which is very kind of new to me. But uh, yeah, I'm sensing people on this call, actually, with that hmm. issue. So uh, did that answer the question? I'm sorry, I kind of went. <laughs> no, that's sorry. okay. That's okay. And you, you said call, but that's because you do a lot of live calls for yes. people listening. You do yes. a ton of live calls and you yes. can go onto your website to actually listen to those calls. Mm -hmm. Um, and we even have one on a heart cord cleansing frequency spot, mm. which is kind of an extension of this discussion. That right is now. a really good one. Yeah, that is a really good one. Um, 
So because each time we're in a relationship and we have heartbreak, we are mm. connected to that person in in some way. So we get to do a cleansing. Right. Um, you know, the key component to say any rejection is is really is there something in us that allows the other person to reject us? Okay. Most people think that they rejected me, or you know, if you get a divorce, you know, that they did something wrong, right? They did something wrong, or worse yet, uh, I'm not good enough. Uh, again, it's really the same frequency. Okay? Uh, if you're running that frequency of I'm not good enough, well, that person that divorces you senses that frequency in you. And then, well, they divorce you or move away from you. Um, because if you're running, I'm not good enough to say be married, there's that frequency as well. Well, eventually in, in due time, you're, um, you know, you're going to get divorced. Or some individuals, it's like, um, you know, you're too good for me. So they'll never be good enough for that other person. So all those different, say, ways or scenarios are available for us to get rejected. As I scan into the group that are listening, and uh, yes, we do pre-record this, but I can tap into the group now. We've got a nice large audience. I can tap into you guys and kind of see all the different patterns. And there's a ton of different patterns, but and that's why I'm just kind of ranting off. Not ranting, but just... Uh, uh, just kind of tapping in and just seeing all these different different scenarios that people get rejected. Uh, it's quite interesting, Crystal, actually. Uh, people have found tons of ways to get rejected. Uh, it's amazing, very colorful. So and we, why are people, you know, when you run these programs of rejection, mm -hmm. is it based on fear? Or where, where does this rejection program come from? Uh, a good a good chunk is really based on fear. Uh, the other major chunk from what I'm seeing is not being good enough, right? To say, have the good things in life. So that's why that rejection happens because having a good marriage or having a good relationship, uh, you're not good enough for it. So obviously you can't have it, right? So uh, it's that. Uh, some of the other Oh, some of the other major groups from what I'm seeing is that um, you have to have a certain level of, of, of abuse. So basically what happens for those individuals, and it's a good chunk, so we can talk about that, is that you get into a relationship and it gets more and more abusive. So that abuse escalates to the point that you have to break up. Okay? Uh, and then from there, uh, you get dejected. It's like C. I, you know, this is the rule set that happens. It's like, see, um, you know, I'm not good enough to have a relationship and that's why I was abused and that's why I can't have a good one. Uh, so that's a pattern as well that we can <clears throat> uh, break free from. A lot of so, sad cases, actually. Of um, abuse that you're, uh, that you're feeling? Yeah, it's just, yeah. It really well, heartbreak is. is sad. I mean, when... It's very sad. Um, when is heartbreak, is heartbreak ever happy? I mean, it's devastating. I mean, so in some mm. cases people feel their heart. I mean, I've had a situation where I've like actually felt my heart physically break. Yes. Yes. Um, you just feel this emptiness inside. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been there too. Um, you know what the exponential intelligence definition of heartbreak? Yes. You know, uh, even if you're, you know, at a, uh, at a level of understanding, 
right, at a higher level mm-hmm. uh, and through exponential intelligence definition. Yes, you do go through the heartbreak uh, because you love that individual uh, so greatly and especially uh, in the EI's definition, you know, the higher levels, there's very, very few people say at those levels. So it's a lot harder to connect with somebody else as well um, because of that. But, you know, you do get heartbroken because we want to have that human experience as spirits to feel what heartbreak is about or disconnecting uh, is about. But in a short period of time, you'll actually start to see uh, yourself get stronger and and then blossom from it. So even if you don't connect with anybody else, uh, again, for the reasons that I explained, uh, you actually can go through life much more secure uh, much more, say, complete and actually internally happy, although there's always, say, a space for that other person, especially at the higher levels uh, that you'll always have. So you'll always, say, love that person. And you actually wish that person, say, well. Okay? Uh, there's no, say, negative or de- derogatory, um, say, suggestions or wishes, you know, blessed upon that person. Because you know, when you break up, you know what some people go oh i wish you burn in hell or i wish your next uh you know relationship is terrible and so on and so on. it's nothing like that uh nothing like that at all yeah and you hear when people divorce you know you hear about some oh scary ugly divorces where there's kids involved in everything and they just yes you know people that were so madly in love one day now just hate each other mm-hmm. and want to hurt each other right uh, and why does that happen? You know, we, you know, how can you be, oh, he's my soulmate or my twin flame. Uh, and then, you know, six months later, uh, very shortly, and this has happened to individuals, um, you know, madly in love with each other. And then within six months, that marriage is annulled. You know, why does that happen? Uh, a lot of times, most of us say put on a facade for that other person, Right. Uh, we say create things uh, that aren't aren't real for us, uh, and then once we have that prize, and usually that prize is marriage, for whether it's a guy or a girl, they don't really think, okay, you know, what am I investing in? You know, because this is a long term investment, right? Most people, their investment or their outcome is marriage. Um, most people don't marry for love. Uh, most people, um, you know, they think they marry for security. It's not really about security. It's actually completing the distortions that they run inside them, thinking that other person is going to complete them. And it doesn't. It never does. Um, in fact, the reason why you were so, say, engulfed in, in, in pure bliss for those short period of time, because it's kind of like a bandage or it's kind of a high for individuals. Uh, it's, it's like taking a drug really for those individuals, it bypasses uh, at a physical level from what I'm seeing. Um, it is like a drug and it bypasses all the distortions that you actually see in yourself. And that's why it's so perfect. But then again, like a drug, you get addicted to it after you come down from it, right? You start to see who you are. Uh, you start to see the other person at a more blatant level or at a deeper level just because one, you've spent, say, a lot of time with them, and then two, uh, you actually have more clarity and focus, so you're strengthening on who you are and who they are. Not really strengthening, but actually seeing it at a deeper level or a deeper picture. Um, 
if it's not conscious level, at a subconscious level. And then it's like, God, I married this person. And then you want to pull away. So that's a scientific perspective of And you why that pull happens. away mm-hmm. because you're feeling disconnected from the person. And is that a, when you start to pull away, that's kind of like the start of the heartbreak oh, happening. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and most people, uh, again, r- a few days before the marriage or mm-hmm. on, on the wedding day, right? Uh, what happens? They get forced into, say, solidification, right? And people think it's commitment, and, and it is a commitment. But it's not about, say, a fear of commitment. You know, finalizing something really pushes you to the limit. It really, say, helps you focus what's there for you, uh, and you start to see or project into the future what could happen. And that's why, say, commitment is really an issue for some people uh, as well. Did that make sense? Yeah, it did actually. Yeah. yeah. When you're about to commit to something yes. and you start to see things in a different way. Oh, exactly. Uh, because it, it, it starts to materialize the things mm-hmm. that you daydream about of how grand it could be and so on like that. Uh, it starts to solidify into what it actually is. So it gets closer to the reality that you're going to see. Uh, and the reason why is the same patterns that you've run before. You're just blending in this, say, this new uh, individual into your old patterns and then you see them in the same path combined with you. So, you know, I think how do men and women, um, do they deal with heartbreak or feel heartbreak in different ways? Uh, you would think they do, you know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's, um, it's actually quite amazing just kind of tapping into, you know, the audience here. Um, and it's maybe just this audience because people who are say attracted to me, the, the guys, you know, they're more sensitive, right? They're more aware of their feelings and so on. So I can't say all men are, but you know, more the men actually feel it or they're more say emotional toward the heartbreak, uh, than the females actually, uh, it's more hurtful for them, uh, on the female side from what I'm seeing is that. It's, it's more of um, like a sabotage. It's like, how could they do that to me feel? That kind of pain. For the guys, it's more like, wow, you know, I thought this was going to be that long-term relationship. And it's not. So it's more of an internal hurt for them. So how do you deal with heartbreak? How do you deal with heartbreak? There's lots of ways of dealing with heartbreak. Um, so maybe... Maybe a better question is how to strengthen from heartbreak, right? Because yeah. most people, you know, when you say deal with it, it's like, well, I've lived with heartbreak for 20 years, so now I'm used mm-hmm. to it, so that I'm dealing with it, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. I'm just celibate now. I don't, I, I don't connect with anybody or um, have relationships with anybody. So, but strengthening from heartbreak, um, and we're going to go through some of the moss work on this to help you strengthen. But it's really about, say, breaking it down into sections. Um, and if you've noticed, you know, there's no emotions involved on what I talked about or what I discussed on this space. It's really not about sadness, anger, fear, and all those things. Those are actually, say, byproducts of what happens underneath or, or what programs that you run. So again, removing the emotions from this process, that's really one of the best ways, no matter, say, what level you are 
um, in, say, the exponential intelligence um, space, um, whether you're at a low level or at a higher level. So just, again, removing the emotions from it and then dissecting, say, how, say, that pattern or how you guys broke up or disconnected from each other. Really a fantastic way. And being brutally honest with yourself. Uh, that's that third step as well. You know, when, when people uh, break up, you know, there's always like, you know, the stories. If you hear one side versus the other, very different stories on how that other person treated each other. You know, it, it's never like, oh, uh, I never thought I treated you like that. And they'll go, yes, you did, you know. Um sad to say if they would have learned about how they actually felt and then actually say acknowledged how they were feeling or how that other person uh, understood how they were being treated, uh, they probably wouldn't get say uh, end up in divorce or breaking up. Yeah. So it's about being, you know, more aware as well. So you can really avoid heartbreak or. Well, yeah. You know, people go, and, and, you know, there's, there's signs all the time, even before the breakup. Uh, it's like, you know, you always treat me like this. And then the other person goes, no, I don't. And then they just brush it off or they just say, no, I don't. You know, they mm-hmm. can't agree with it. And then that's it. But if you're making that person, if that person is saying you are treating me like this, whether you are or not, there is, say, an instance about that say situation that makes that person feel that way. So what are you doing in that instance, right? Or what is that other person say antagonizing you to create that instance where they feel that way? You know, again, breaking down the components will really say help you process that. And yes, it does sound uh, like a lot of work, right? It does sound like it might be painful. uh, And for some people it is. But on the back end, and that's what the meta healing is going to do, actually on the internal side, right? I'll help you instill that so the breaking down actually comes like an automatic process for you rather than, okay, Ma said to break it down. How the hell do I do that? It's, it's not like that. It has to come from an internal space, and that's, that's what it's about. And what do you feel about people who, you know, Heartbreak essentially is you're processing the death of a relationship, you know, between you and someone else. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like it's good for people to go through that death and process it and take the time to mourn it and then move on? Or do you believe in a couple of days they should be okay? I mean, how how does that work in regards to time and mourning Uh, heartbreak? You know, it's really up to uh, up to your rule set on that, whether it takes a couple of days uh, or a couple of weeks or, you know, a couple of months, depending on say how much you, um, you learn from it. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, you know, when you say about death, there's another group as well. Uh, they do have say death frequencies running in them. So what that means is that there always is a death of, in this case, relationships, they can never sustain or hold on to things. You'll they, you'll see that they lose their jobs more often. Uh, nothing, say, gets completed, or they can't hold on to, you know, anything. Money, uh, purchases, um, big or small uh, relationships. It doesn't really matter if there's a death space frequency. You uh, again, you can't hold on. So you just try to, or you just keep recycling 
over and over trying to hold on to something, but you can't. And that's why that say relationships don't work out. So, and you think in, uh, again, all these breakups, you might think that you're doing something physical to say, create that breakup. Uh, and you might be, but why is that happening for you? What physical thing, um, why is that physical say um, experience being created in your life? Right? And again, underlying frequencies that you probably have never thought about. And what do you get to learn from it so you yeah. can grow right. and go to the next stage or elevate yourself essentially and, yes. and welcome in a, not necessarily a better relationship, but one of for the next lesson or a higher elevation or how does that work? Like how do you, when you have heartbreak mm-hmm. and you learn from it and then you go into your next relationship, is it going to be essentially a better relationship because you've had heartbreak or could it be worse? I mean, how, how does that work? Uh, well, if you go through through it from the EI perspective, it's obviously going to be a better relationship because you've grown and expanded from it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've uncovered or, uh, or learned from it, say what you needed to, you know, something about say learning from it or, um, whatever else that you said just a second ago, you phrase it in a certain way. You know, some people say they, they think they learn from it, but they really haven't. They actually have like a chip on their shoulder now uh, because of it. That's not learning from it, guys. Uh, staying away from things, that's not learning from it at all. That's just staying away and just keeping, say, that sore space or that cut in your heart bleeding over and over again. Okay? Uh, learning from it is, again, strengthening it. And this is the EI's perspective. is actually strengthening from it. And then moving forward into, say, another relationship or maybe even the same relationship with a different perspective on it, much grander perspective. I was just going to ask that actually about, (laughs) you know, you can have multiple heartbreaks in Mm -hmm. the same relationship. You know, people that have been married for decades Mm -hmm. can experience heartbreak as well within that marriage. But then you, you circle back and you're stronger and you go to the next phase of, of your marriage, essentially. Uh, yes, those individuals will learn from it. Some, some, some people, they don't have, say, the strength to, say, divorce. And what do they do? Like Henry Thoreau, they lead uh, lives of quiet desperation, right? Always wishing that something would different uh, was different. But then, you know, we just settle in. And most people settle in uh, not only in their, you know, uh, marriages, uh, but they settle in in life because things haven't worked out for them. Uh, this is just one of those things that haven't worked out for them. So they just chalk it up as, say, this is the way life is. Uh, and they just live with, say, the distortion. So they don't break up, but they have, say, you know, those fights, arguments, right? That just keep, uh, again running at them or stabbing them all the time. All right. So what is the moss work for this podcast? <laughs> the moss work, it's a little tough. Uh, so if um, whether you journal or not doesn't really matter. Uh, but if you are the type that writes down things, okay, go through, say, uh, as many breakups that you've had, okay, and write down, say, de- and get really get into it. Okay? Uh, write down all the emotions that you felt, Okay, uh, and everything else that you felt—the deepest, darkest, 
motion is just, you know, you're in a safe environment uh, and, and just write it down as detailed as possible and then go through, go back in time and kind of revisit that emotion for you. And if you do that, uh, especially after this meditation or for those people who are a little more sensitive, uh, that other hour-long meditation that we did on this frequency spa. What was it called? I'm sorry. The cords one? The heart cord. Yeah. The, the heart cord cleansing yeah, frequency spa. Yeah, that one. Uh, if you go through that, again, if you're a little more sensitive, you might need that. After, and do the moss work after the meta healing, which is easy for the podcast, or after the heart cord cleansing. If you do that, uh, the reason why I want you to go through into those emotions, you'll start to see those emotions, say, come up for you and then lift away from you. So they're not in your space anymore. Um, what most people do, uh, which is very different than what we do here, is that, you know, they re-experience or they're, it's always like turning in their mind, right? Because we can't disconnect from that individual. So what happens is that, we recreate those frequencies and then we, they strengthen them in a negative sense, okay? So this is strengthening in the reverse sense and that's what the meta healing and the moss work is, uh, is gonna be doing is really, let's say, uh, unwinding you or unwinding or un, uh, taking away the distortions that are inside you. So you might feel the negativity much stronger than ever before because again, they're at the surface level, so just be aware of it. This is a good detoxifying, say, um, meta-healing. So be aware of that. Uh, and then in a short while, uh, it you relinquish or it relinquishes from you, and then you feel clean and bright. And, and I'm not just saying that, yeah, it just, it, that's what people tell me what happens. So again, let's go ahead and get started. Many of you are probably feeling comfortable, more relaxed already. Let's just uh, jump in. Whether you are sitting, standing, lying down, if you're new, I would recommend standing up. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in, inhaling through the nose, coming in through the lungs, belly breathing right in the solar plex area. And then exhaling, letting go, letting go, going deeper, right? Into the belly button area, the groin, down the legs and out the feet. This allows us to come into our body, acknowledge our body, which brings us into the present moment, which brings into, say, that control space that we have. Another deep breath in. It's time connecting to the group dynamics. There's always strength in numbers, so we take advantage of that opportunity. Exhaling through the mouth, nice and slow. Again, connecting to the group dynamics creates that mastermind that allows us to go further faster. It allows us to get pulled out of those ruts that we find ourselves stuck in, in this case, that last relationship or heartbreak. Cleansing breath in, nice and slow, inhaling through the nose, holding it for a second or two or longer and then exhaling. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? 
you've never heard that before. How do I connect to pure source even stronger? And then coming into, again, the solar plex area right between your ribs. noting that area noticing it from the front center of your body all the way through the back right into the spine Noting your breath, you're probably um, starting to remember, remember as I work on, say, the back end, your spirit level. You're starting to remember a few relationships that you've had. It's limited to three. The past three relationships. It hasn't come up for you already. whether you follow through with me or not. If you get lost, it's all right. Still working on you in the back end. So if we have those three relationships in front of us in our mind's eye, right, the oldest on the left, second oldest, the center, and then the newest breakup uh, over to the right. Let's go ahead and create some distance between us and those relationships. Let's do this, the oldest on the left. Um, relationships, third oldest, <clears throat> and then any other relationships that you had before then. Okay, we'll just group them all in that one segment. As I help you reprogram, you may have noticed, again, that those relationships are, say, further away from you, right? For they might be, like, close or in your face even or in your heart space. Now we've got some distance. They're in front of you, maybe five feet, six feet, ten feet away from you. As we start from the left, a general tendency or pattern of that relationship and all the other relationships beforehand. 
taking a deep breath in as we remove ourselves even further backing up on the exhale going into that middle relationship second to the last noticing those general frequencies or patterns kind of a piggyback on the last one yeah and then another deep breath in the exhale going into the last relationship again noticing the patterns and noticing that you're further and further away or more analytical, less involved, right? You know, in all three relationships and or more, probably similar frequencies that run through you over and over again, void of the person you're involved with. Those patterns you are generating at some level. That's why they're similar in each person. as you've been paying attention to that person, the back end helping you, say, find those patterns, and then deleting those programs that create those patterns or frequencies for you. And be silent as I continue to work on you on the back end. All you have to do is be aware of what's happening for you as you watch those three relationships in front of you. Breath in nice and deep. 
holding that breath, looking at those three relationships as we end. On the exhale, just blowing away those relationships further and further, just like uh, as if they were a feather. Getting further and further away, smaller. So while you're doing that at a visual level, or emotional level, physically, on the spirit level or the higher core level, helping you delete those programs. It'll leave you in this space for as long as you'd like. It's very, very important that you finish off by doing the moss work after this. Okay? Take care and notice what you notice.